Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Karina Delgado with 94.7 The Drive. Now, I know with the COVID-19 pandemic taking up so much of our mental space, it's easy to forget that things like Earth Day are right around the corner. But I am on the phone today with the vice president of Conservation International to speak about our Earth, the environment and the COVID-19 crisis and how the two are inextricably intertwined. Hi, Shyla. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling, Karina. I'm doing really well. Thanks. How are you? I am doing the best that I can every single day, just staying grateful and washing my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Same here. If you could just please take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners. Great. Thanks. My name is Shaila Raghav. I am the Vice President of Climate Change at Conservation International, and my role is to oversee um, our climate change strategy and programs. Um, Conservation International is present in about 30 countries around the world, and we have um, our headquarters is in Arlington, Virginia, and our mission is really about protecting nature for the well-being of humanity. And so the types of solutions that I work on are stopping deforestation, providing support and guidance to governments and to local communities to find um, investment solutions, policy solutions to protect nature for a more sustainable and healthy future. Sure. Speaking of protection, we are all in protective mode right now. Protect our health, protect our families, protect our community. With that said, I think comes a sense of question and people are speculating on whether or not the COVID-19 pandemic is a result of climate change. Can you speak to that a little bit for me? Yeah, I think that's a really, really important question. And I think that our tendency is always to try to find connections between trends, but also to be able to find um, or or get some good news, right, or find a silver lining uh, amidst everything that we're experiencing. Um, there isn't really any strong evidence that climate change is a direct cause of the coronavirus and its spread. Um, but what we can, what we do know is that climate change is um, has a direct influence on the migration of species. Mm-hmm. And so, in particular, what we're seeing is that ranges of species, whether it's even trees and and plants where they can grow or migratory patterns of species like fish or even birds and insects. These are all changing because of shifts in temperature and precipitation that is being caused by climate change. But I'd also like to highlight the fact that climate change is, is something that could multiply the losses and damages in times of crisis. So imagine if on top of dealing with COVID-19, we were also experiencing a drought or cataclysmic fires like we saw in Australia or in the Amazon. Well, it would really just have... 
the impact of exacerbating those inequalities. For example, we have seen some um, unusual earthquakes as well as tornadoes happening right now. And as we experience in our own communities the COVID-19 crisis, I can only imagine the devastation somewhere that was, you know, hit by a tornado during a time like this. Exactly. And, and climate change can, can also affect human health even more by putting strain on vulnerable populations or even increasing um, things like heat stress or the spread of disease vectors uh, like mosquitoes that um, increase incidence of, of diseases like malaria. And so the human health implications are really going to be even more difficult to deal with when compounded with viruses and diseases like COVID-19. So I really think the main message here is that climate change and human health are um, inextricably linked. Hmm. Now, what we're seeing um, as a result of people uh, social distancing and isolating in their homes is that pollution levels have dropped around the world as people stay home. Is this a hidden benefit of the pandemic? Do you think this will inspire people to limit their fossil fuel use once things get back to normal? Yeah, I think that's that's also another another um, um, uh, trend that we're seeing so much in the news. And I think, you know, as I mentioned, I think everyone's looking for something positive to come out of um, of, of all of the the negative consequences of COVID nineteen. But I wouldn't necessarily call the drop in air pollution levels a hidden benefit because they're likely just going to be temporary. And we haven't really, as a society, made the systemic shifts that are needed for these gains to persist or be sustained in the long term. So the the way that I'd rather look at some of these short-term benefits is to focus on on preparation and how we could have prepared better. So imagine if we had listened to the warnings from epidemiologists and others and, and prepared right, five, six, ten years ago. How different would that outcome have been um, in terms of how we're dealing with and experiencing losses due, due to this crisis right now? How would we have changed the future and how would we have acted to do that, um, even just so that little that the virus could be contained or mitigated and our economy could be more resilient and prepared for that? So I think with climate change, the timeline is very clear and so are the consequences. Mm. So the question that we have now is how will we use these next few years knowing what we know now and knowing that we have the opportunity to prepare better and to, to create a more resilient economy so that we, 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 we don't have to lose jobs, we don't have to decimate economy, our, our economy, we can actually address salt, uh, climate change by building new and clean and thriving economies. So that's really what I hope we can take away from um, our, our lessons from, from dealing with COVID-19. Oh, absolutely. Because learning from the tragedy is the most important part of triumph over adversity. That said, what can we do to make those preparations? Yeah. So in the next 10 years, the science is really clear. Um, emissions need to be halved by 2030. So we, we basically have a decade to cut our emissions in half. And we know the types of solutions that, that can get us there. So it's clean and renewable energy. It's greening our agriculture system and our food system through regenerative agriculture and shifting towards more of a plant-based diet. Um, shifting to public transportation, um, reduction of overall consumption like plastics and other products that take a lot of energy per, to produce. So making those immediate changes now in our infrastructure, in our decisions and our patterns today 
can set us up to be in a position to really achieve that outcome over the next 10 years. Um, The second thing I would say is that since climate change is fundamentally, like COVID-19, a global crisis, it's going to require worldwide cooperation and attention to really focus on on a coherent and, and coordinated global response where um, we can see a basis for, for global signals, global um, alignment and redirecting of financial flows. Um, and so that's the second thing I would say is just really band together um, um, as uh, through political signals and political processes that can help um, develop a global response. And then the last thing I would say is to support um, natural climate solutions, which includes planting of trees, restoration of natural ecosystems and protection of standing forests. This is really my personal passion um, because a third or more of the solution to climate change comes from protecting and restoring nature. Um, and guess what? These solutions can also help maintain um, the resilience of our planet, um, provide us with clean air and clean water, and might also very well prevent the spread of viruses that so severely affect human health as well. I absolutely agree 100% in that it is going to require everyone working together on the same page in order to surmount seemingly impossible feats, for sure. One last thing, Shyla, before uh, I let you go. What is one way individuals can give back to nature and be a part of the bigger climate solution at the same time? Yeah. 2020 is such an important year, so I think making um, addressing climate change a priority, making it a voting issue, an investment lens when you're looking at where you put your investments, your retirement portfolios, um, make it demands that we that that we make as shareholders and consumers of many large companies talking about it more. There's really um, something that every single person can do, no matter what your skill set. To activate creativity and and kind of that ideation process of bringing solutions to the market. Um, the other thing that people can do is um, use a tool that we developed that is available on our web page. It's a carbon calculator and it allows users to measure their carbon footprint and give back to conservation projects designed to keep forests standing and to help um, scale up restoration efforts. So um, listeners can visit conservation.org slash calculator. And after using the calculator and uh, assessing their carbon footprint, they can learn more about reforestation and conservation projects to which a donation can help um, support um, forests in the Amazon, in places like Peru or Kenya. Um, and so these are, this is really something specific and tangible that, that everyone can do um, immediately um, and can also help us to maintain our uh, optimism, our hope, and our sense of community um, in coming together around addressing climate change and, and, and protecting our planet for, for our future. Oh, I absolutely love that. Okay, so while our listeners have you know, a little bit of time on their hands and they're on their computers. They can check out that carbon calculator. Can you give us the website one more time, please? Absolutely. It's conservation.org slash calculator. I love it. All right, Shyla, thank you so much for speaking with us today. You stay safe out there. Thank you, Karina.